You are listening to the Musician Today weekly podcast with Vera Bermenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. to another episode of Musician Today podcast, where we bring you the most amazing artists, not only in the music industry, but also all the other artists that musicians work with, like my team from my family who make films, awesome videos, and just like tell their stories in ways that is unique to being a filmmaker in today's world and we're gonna ask them today about how to do it so welcome sandwich fam production team they're the award-winning power duo filmmakers producers directors screenwriters creators of the epic web series marked my sister lena bermenko and john chrysillas are joining us today a musician today so we can get a sneak peek into the creation of their awesome hit web series marked for which i wrote music yay <laughs> i'm gonna throw in a little couple words about how we wrote the music for this too so first of all let me tell you about our guests today so lena and john are award-winning actors and filmmakers based in toronto lena is also a singer songwriter while john brings a background of fiction writing together they created and produced a sci-fi mystery web series Marked, which has won over, oh, I was going to say 100, (laughs) 10 awards. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming, you guys. You never know. So 10 awards around the world, including Best Mystery Thriller at Miami Web Fest and Best Suspense Thriller at Seoul Web Fest. They are film believers, firm believers in making your own work, collaborating with like-minded creators and learning by doing. The Mark theme was written by me, who composed and performed the original Mark theme for series nominated by the, for the best theme song at a New Jersey web fest. And this haunting music starts and ends each episode on a thrilling note. Meanwhile, as we keep going, you guys don't be shy and look up John and Lana on their websites at lanabermenka.com, John actor. Uh, check them out on social media at Lena Bermenko, John Crisillas. Check out the production team for Mark, which is hashtag sandwich underscore fam. They are on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can't miss it. Go ahead and watch the Mark series on the website at markedwebseries.com. It's been a long week, guys, and you know I mispronounce everything consistently. So, Mark Trailer on YouTube. We're going to get a little sneak peek today. So, I hope you enjoy that and you enjoy the music as well. We have a Mark YouTube playlist on YouTube. So, if you look it up on YouTube by Marked and Web Series, you can't miss it. It's an amazing sci-fi thriller detective story. It's awesome. So, I started watching and I couldn't stop for like, you know, five hours. <laughs> This was so cool. It it goes by so fast. So, (laughs) hey, you guys, and finally, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi. Is the show really five hours? No. (laughs) You know what I noticed? Hey. Hey, yeah. The first time I watched the episode, I was like, what? 20 minutes went by? To me, it seemed like two. So it really keeps you like in a suspense. So I guess the first question today is how did you come up with the concept? How did you come up with an idea to make this movie? And how did you form your production team? I'll start us off. Hey guys, this is John here. Whoever wants to go One first is welcome. Sandwich fan. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm part of the sandwich. I think we, we, can, uh, we can tag team it. We'll see, we'll see. 
I think uh, the way that we started uh, Marked and the way that we got into making web series, which are uh, films and episodes made specifically for watching on the web, uh, we had been make we had had a lot of experience at that point making short films, which we would screen at some festivals, uh, uh, which uh, would be screened in person. But we really felt this kind of urge to make something that was a more lasting experience, more than just your typical 10-minute short film. Uh, and at the time, web series was something that really, really got our curiosity. We had attended a few events where we, we saw other creators uh, of some of the first web series here in Toronto, the first successful popular web series, talking about their process and, and their series. And I think that really inspired us to take the plunge and like make something that is a little bit longer, more episodic. Uh, as you mentioned, Vera, like watching the entire thing is, is a couple hours uh, of content. And I think that kind of gave us this itch to make something longer. And we also kind of wanted to make something, because John mentioned that we had short films that we would enter in festivals. And then you sort of can't really post it anywhere until it's done the festival circuit. And with the web series, we just wanted to make something that we could just put it out there right away and people can watch. Because even for web festivals, like they're okay with you having it online because that's the point of a web series. So it was just something more where we make it, we post it, we don't have to sort of wait till, oh, okay, it's been a year, yeah. two years, it's done, so like now we can show it to people. Yeah, and like uh, I would say it was very, very different for us as filmmakers and artists to get this, get around this idea of like posting it online and the whole thing was driven by social media promotion and um, kind of building your audience as you were releasing episodes. Filmmaking traditionally, as Lena mentioned, is the exact opposite of that. It's almost like your project is shrouded in mystery the entire time and people might never actually see it for years after you've made it. Um, some of the short films that we initially made uh, before this web series, um, it took more than a year to even have the it's almost like you're resigned by the time you post it on YouTube. <laughs> like the final kind of death death knell for your short film is when you're like, all right, you know, I'll post it on YouTube and like that'll be it. Because you're already working on other stuff and it's it, it's it's different when it's, you know, it's like a large feature, obviously it's taking a while to like get it out there, but for like five to ten minutes choice, you're sort of like, oh, I wish I could have gotten that out sooner because it's, it's like such a small for traditional short films, putting it on YouTube is kind of like the last sad event for your film where you've kind of given <laughs> up on it. Whereas, whereas for web series, it's like that's the birth of your web series. That's the beginning of this amazing content that you're going to be releasing to people. So for mm -hmm. us, like getting used to YouTube, for example, and posting something online as being the beginning versus the end, I think was a huge change. Yeah, and uh, I think you asked how did we like... Yeah, we how did the idea get born? <laughs> um, well, because we're both actors yes. um, so and filmmakers, but um, we wanted to sort of, as John said, we've done short films uh, that we've made ourselves and everything, but in terms of acting, we also wanted to do something longer where you have a character that you can develop over several episodes. So you kind of get to work with them for a longer period of time versus sometimes if you're doing a shorter, if you're like on an episode of something where you have one or two lines, you're sort of like, okay, you want fries with that? I'm done. Like, that's it. You don't yeah. really get to spend more time with the character. So as actors, we just wanted to make, create something that, that we can star in, 
something uh, in terms of characters that we wanted to play, um, and just to be able to show off more of our own work, basically. Like, instead of, do you get what I'm saying? I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, totally. My friend, yeah. And, and I think, like, <laughs> I think I like we're both, as you mentioned, Vera, marked as a sci-fi mystery mm -hmm. web series. We're both huge fans of sci-fi mm -hmm. TV shows. Uh, my favorite show growing up was The X-Files. I used to watch it every week, and like yeah. every week there would be like a new, a new monster or like a new mystery or a new, new like alien conspiracy that, that they had to solve. And, and I think um, your favorite sci-fi show is? Well, I have several. Um, oh. the, one, the one that inspired Mark, though, is um, we always say it's, uh, it's inspired by X-Files and Lost, um, just because it has a lot of sort of, you know, Characters are interconnected, and there's lots of mystery around that. Me personally, I love Supernatural, Doctor Who, and The Hundred, and yes. a bunch of other things. But yeah, for Mark, it's we mostly focused on the sort of this investigative aspect of um, the X Files, investigating something mysterious, mixed with the interconnection of the characters and Lost. You know, you never know who you're gonna pop, see pop up next in another episode, type of thing. So, yeah, yeah. So I think it was, it was like this combination of this urge and kind of calling to make something longer from a filmmaking and storytelling perspective. Yeah, this, this higher calling that kind of shown on us, uh, as well as Lena mentioned from an acting perspective, like to, to be a character across several episodes. And if you watch Mark from episode one to episode six, you'll see like, uh, just like in these shows, like the X-Files, characters that you thought were bad, maybe turn out to be good. Characters that were good, turn out to be bad. And, and it gave us as actors, as well as um, the other cast members, the chance to kind of grow into the characters and change their acting and change their performance episode by episode. Sort of play around with it. Yeah, and I think combining that with almost like mimicking and, and uh, inspiring, inspired by uh, shows that we love growing up and that we still love today, it's almost like the biggest compliment that we can make to these other uh, sci-fi shows is to, to make something that was similar that could be our own. And I think. That really, really drove us. This, this love of other sci-fi mystery shows. It's kind of like I don't know. Would you say that it? it, uh, it you all did that. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Well, you just said it's inspired based on shows that we love to watch. I personally, I love acting in sci-fi and supernatural things because mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's fun. even though you know mm -hmm. um, more realistic stuff like drama, comedy stuff. Mm -hmm. That's fun too, but. Um, the additional fun aspect of um, fantasy, sci-fi, and supernatural yeah, things is yeah. that you sort of get to use your imagination. You might be acting with like a blank wall, and then later <laughs> on, it's like a whole creature that's there. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of fun to sort of be a kid a bit more yeah. and like play it around. It adds a dimension for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, we grew up together, so I love all the same shows. Yeah, we used to. What are we, we watched like sliders and Buffy and stuff. Oh my god! Like, yeah. We're still watching sliders. Oh yeah. All the time. We're rewatching because I got it. She actually TV. got it for I think it was for my birthday or Christmas. I think so. The full the, the guys at the store were laughing because they were like, mm. "Your thing arrived," and I'm like, "I'm coming." And they're like, "Oh, were you like, oh yes, Jerry O'Connell, must watch it now." Guys, sliders, <laughs> the complete series. I was. It was crazy because I hadn't actually show. I hadn't actually seen the entire series what? when I was growing up. Yeah, I started watching like the first few seasons, like everyone else. I got hooked, uh, and then like you know stuff gets in the way. You watch other things. You kind of sometimes you miss the ending of these series, and then they never show them again. So like we're on season two now. We're loving it. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I think it's just it's just a reminder of like, man, these shows were so good. I mean, they're still good right now, but there was like this golden age of sci-fi mystery type paranormal shows in the 90s where you had the X-Files, you had Sliders, and it was just such an inspiration to us. Yeah? Yeah. Lost. Awesome. Lost. Awesome. Lost is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> sliders. Yeah, I remember with yes. the Sliders, we binge the Lost. So do you guys think maybe we should show our viewers a little bit of a preview as a trailer? Right? And then we can talk a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to share a screen. Bear with me. This is the first time we're doing an actual video trailer on our podcast. So, share screen. Yes. We can do it. Woohoo. Here we go. I guess I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'll add it to the final video. You guys will be able to see. So how do I stop sharing now? There we go. <laughs> no worries. We got a trailer. That's a beauty of movies. I'll put your name on the screen because you're like. Yeah. So writing for this was actually came very natural. So I don't know if you guys noticed that, like um, this idea. This is like 
this was written during the time that I lived uh, in the basement, right? So it was kind of, yeah, I'm serious. So <laughs> this was the time of kind of like coming out of a big soul searching journey for me. And as soon as you said you're making a show and you'd like a theme song, I was like, yes, because all of this kind of stuff that I've been working on has suddenly poured into this track just so naturally <laughs> even though it was yeah. done on a home recording equipment um i want to just tell the people this because many feel discouraged if they don't have a studio or if they don't have professional equipment but it's not that important it's more important to actually put your idea out there and eventually you can always reproduce it recreate it so this is how this was born and it was kind of scary too because i wasn't sure what was going to come out of it <laughs> but i'm so glad that the theme worked so well with the show so yeah <laughs> oh yeah like i was gonna say every festival we've gone to we've gotten some comments from people saying who did your theme song it's amazing i'm jealous Aww. of the composer yeah i wish we had her we were, we were on a boat in uh yosu which is like this coastal town of seoul yeah. after going to seoul web fest uh film festival and we're on this boat as part of the festival. They take all the filmmakers to this boat and give them a tour. And uh, some guy came up to us. We were just standing there enjoying the sights. He came up to us and we said, hey, we're John and Lena. We made Marked. Who are you? And he came up to us and said, you guys, you guys made Marked? We said, yeah, yeah, we made it. And he's like, who did your theme? Because our composer in uh, Japan was like watching it, even all the shows. And he's like, wow, whoever made that theme is amazing because these guys are lucky to have such a... Yeah, so you got to compose a compliment. So you have fans. Your theme has fans all the way in Japan. They watched it. Um, in New Jersey Web Festival, nice. which is another web series festival, um, the Mark theme was actually nominated, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it was in it. Yeah. Uh, this, Best theme this song. Past, uh, this past last year for theme song, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Best theme song. It was nominated alongside... So this is the crazy thing that you mentioned, Vera, is that, you know, people might feel, um, you know, hesitant about doing a home recording of a theme or music, but your theme song, which you said you recorded it in the basement, when you were in the basement, was <laughs> up, nominated against some professionally like made studio-recorded studio theme songs, which were made by the same people who made, like, these classic theme songs for real shows. Yeah. From, yeah. from earlier yeah, in, yeah. in uh, from like the 90s and 80s, they yeah, were submitting they were shows yeah. that, to this festival, and they were nominated, and yours was nominated alongside it. Well, you know what they say, it's not the equipment, honey, it's how you use it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how many, how many people who, in all of our travels, it's probably the number one thing that they mentioned to us. Is, That's awesome. Wow, thank you, guys. I think I... Adds a lot to the show. As much as you know, I like to think we have a good show and everything, but I, it wouldn't be the same without the music too. Because as you know, as we keep saying, it starts and ends the show in this sort of mysterious, mm -hmm. with a bang in a way. Um, yeah. So That's like, awesome. it sort of makes the show. It gives it its um, vibe. Yeah, and like it's interesting, guys. That we, we actually came to Vera and we started. We asked her about whether she'd be willing to do it, and we started that collaboration before we had ever shot anything. And I'm not even sure. I think we were still in the process of writing the first episode. Maybe we had written the pilot episode only, but we for sure had sort of because we had written breakdowns in the general 
plot points, I think. Yeah. The whole show. We might have had the first episode done. Uh, I know for sure we didn't have any, the, the title screen wasn't done yet. No, yeah, none we didn't of have anything. <laughs> so we matched that to, when I was making the title sequence, that was all matched to your music, basically. Yeah, That's and awesome. I think it was interesting, the way we approached making the show was that we, we mentioned all these other shows, The X-Files, um, Sliders, they all, they all used to have these great intros oh, awesome. back in the day. Like, I don't know what it is these days. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like people's attention spans or whatnot, but shows kind of just, they show the title. If you're lucky, they show the title and it sort of gets right into it. Yeah. But back in the 90s, like the intro to the Exos, for example, was like this amazing thing. Even if you've seen it a thousand times, it so totally sets it up and gets you in the mood. What about you? What's your favorite intro? Show that really that you love. Well, I love Buffy, so every time <laughs> the, the intro will be like, Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. so that was, well, the was pretty great too, because it's always mm -hmm. like, Dan, Dan. yeah, and everybody yeah. knows it. Yeah, that's true. And so that's it was awesome. like, it, as soon as we knew that we were going to make a show and we were moving forward with it, we've written the first episode, the next step was to yeah, yeah. get a beat <laughs> on it. Yeah, it was like, yeah, let's just get, get, let's get Bear to do it. Because we knew it'd be good if you did it. Yeah. Aww. And we knew that, we, knew that, we like, can't trust nobody else, only here. We didn't trust anyone else at all. <laughs> we knew that, like, like originally composed, perfect, specific to the mood that we wanted was going to be the, the right direction to go. Uh, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we, uh, I think the brief to you, Vera, was something like, um, the X-Files was the first kind of like reference example, mm -hmm. and I think Tron Legacy, which is not a show but a movie. Yes. Uh, yes. I've heard the Tron soundtrack by Daft Punk, Tron Legacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not an amazing kind of... I love that one. ...rooting track. Uh, I forgot what track it's, it is. I think it's called Recognizer. It's mm -hmm. a very specific track from the Tron Legacy soundtrack that we sent to you. And like, we want something that really builds the mood, such as this. I think that was my main inspiration. Yeah, reference wise. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like we know that like music, or especially for a show like this. So like we didn't have a huge budget. We don't have. We had no budget. We had no budget. <laughs> we didn't have like amazing special effects and makeup effects that are that are as good as what you see on TV. So like the music. Hey. <laughs> Although we did I'm try our hardest. It was great. The makeup effect. The music is important and the theme is the most important thing. And I think that was why we came to you first. And Thank we, you. We stopped production. We didn't do anything until we heard a couple of drafts and we had started to work with you. Until the theme music was done, we didn't do anything. Right? I think we so. We kind of paused because, like. Well, we, we couldn't really edit anyway. I don't even know if we shot anything. We didn't feel inspired until we had that music. We were like, yes. That looks so cool. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And I'm so glad they like it in Japan because actually I was at the time inspired by a lot of Eastern influences, including Japanese, right? So um, yeah. the whole theme, If you, um, there is more to this track. There's like a whole seven-minute piece. And one of the movements is just a nice, beautiful Japanese melody. <laughs> mm. So if they get to hear that, I'll be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so you guys speaking of all the technical components and working in a team where you have to wear a lot of hats just by yourself so you're acting in this movie you are producing it you're directing it you are you know your own cameraman what can you tell us about that how was the process like how did you organize yourselves to do this 
You start. While you shooting start. it on your phone, too. <laughs> you outed us now. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, well, actually, yes. For starters, uh, we did shoot on, um, I think, was it on? Yeah, we shot on my phone. We, on an iPhone. But we had a special lens that attached to it, uh, so it made it anamorphic. And nice. It I think um, because the idea was that we sort of didn't want to first of all we found it's way easier to do guerrilla style shoots if you need like quick shot outside or something if yeah. you go to phone because it doesn't draw a lot of attention you're like okay we need a quick shot in the car boom bang shot it left whereas if you're setting up first of all you have a lot of equipment it's heavy second of all you know you don't it just it's easier with less equipment so if yeah. you just have a small phone it's way easier and we kind of just wanted to use what we got at that moment when we started uh, creating the show. Um, so we're both, obviously, we're the co-creators, the co-producers, the co-writers, director. Well, at some point, I directed it. Um, I added, he sits there while I edit. <laughs> it's a hard job. So basically, <laughs> we went about it because, as we mentioned, we had really no budget, basically, and we just wanted to uh, do all we can ourselves. Um, and or we obviously had friends helping us, friends who are also actors. And what we did is we'd shoot ourselves or we'd shoot each other for some of the episodes that were not synchronized together. But for when it came time to be, okay, we're both in the shot, um, we could set it up, but we just want to make sure someone's there to keep an eye on the camera and make sure everything's going, the sound's going okay. So we'd have um, actors from the show interested in learning more about filmmaking we had them come in as the ad's or co-directors or second ad's or sound people so um they're beautiful people who uh, chose to help us out with this because again this is a passion project um so the way we managed to shoot most of the stuff is either just us or with the help of our colleagues from the show uh, and then i edited everything that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I can tell. That's... Is my brain melting slightly. In no, no, no. Your brain is sorry. sharp. Your brain is sharp. <laughs> I keep um every time it's um. What? I think I think you're right. As, like as Lena mentioned, mm -hmm. um, so doing so you're right that this isn't the typical way that people make films or shows or movies. Usually, everyone has a very distinct and specific role. One person's the director. One person's behind the camera. The actors are acting, um, but it doesn't always work like that when you're when you're making a collaborative, no-budget series, people have to wear multiple multiple hats because you can't have 20 people uh, on your set or wherever you are filming doing it. You have to have as few people as possible, as in some cases, as few equipment as possible in order to not draw attention to yourself and make it possible to move between these different locations. So I think, as Lana mentioned, it, it's a combination of you have to be willing and excited about using the camera, about directing yourself, directing other people, about you know preparing the shots and doing all aspects of filmmaking as much as possible yourself. Yeah. But you also have to be comfortable collaborating with those who are there with you. Like it was never just me and Lena filming ourselves for the series at all. We we're always surrounded by either other actors, people that were coming to assist only with recording sound, for example. Sound yeah. is so important. Mm -hmm. And I think like the joy of collaborating with uh, people that you know, people that you trust, being willing to 
kind of like let go a little bit, of course. Uh, for example, if Lena and I were acting oh, in a show, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta let go and like let someone else man the camera, let them yeah. kind of do it themselves. I mean, there has been points that I think even when you were sh when you were the one shooting and I was on camera at some point that I would say, oh, is the frame good? And you're like, don't worry about the frame, you're acting right now. <laughs> like, I can't turn it off, because I'm thinking, how am I going to edit this yeah. afterwards? I'm already stitching it, as Amon said, acting in a scene. I'm already in my head editing what it's going to look like, even though I haven't even seen it, and I'm the one on camera. Right. So it's, you just have to learn how to basically jump from uh, one job to another, and letting go, let, trusting that the other people know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody gets something. Like your show, right? All of, all of our... our cast and crew members, uh, like our actors even, everybody manned the camera at some point for some amount yeah. of time. Mm -hmm. um, we had the... Uh, like we never forced anyone, so whoever wanted to do that, um, like, like I said. Amin uh, Kaur, who is uh, one of the leads along with Lena, um, she's on camera most of the time yeah. as an actor, so most of the time she had to just worry about her performance, mm -hmm. but we had totally had some moments where she was manning the sound and the camera in one scene when it was I, the two of us. I remember there was a shot of we're all in the car. It's a driving sequence. So we all sort of, to get the best coverage, we all at some point had to hold the camera. Obviously, except for the driver. <laughs> for safety first. But um, I remember when Alan had to do hers. She was uh, she was getting all these angles and she was shooting. She was like, guys, I like this. I think I want to be a camera person now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's kind of fun. You get yeah. to like try both yourself, try more things, and you you give an opportunity to other people who never would have otherwise sort of thought to try this out. Try doing some camera, doing some directing. They realize they enjoy it, and you never yeah. know what's gonna happen in the future. Yeah, <laughs> and I think like like you mentioned in the intro, Vera, um, we are learning by doing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the equipment that we were using, a lot of like the filmmaking techniques, for example. Like guerrilla filmmaking in the forest at one point, uh, filming in a car. Uh, we had never filmed in a car, both a stationary car and a car while it was driving. We, we didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of this stuff was just learning by doing, not being afraid to get out there and experiment. Uh, as we mentioned, like we had a lot of our friends with us. They were they had the camera in some cases. They weren't 100% confident, but we trusted them to figure it out. And you know whatever we got from that, Shoot, we were going to figure out a way I mean, to do it. I think use. they all did amazing too. Obviously, in some cases, it'd be like people had to practice for some stuff, but I think they did a spectacular job. Everybody helped us. Thank you if you're listening or watching. Yay. You're all awesome. I love you. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I think it does. I think I, think I want to say it does kind of taking the lead on your own projects, meaning like being willing to write, produce, um, you know, gather the cast. Film it yourself, edit yourself. Let let mention you do all the editing. I think it does give you a sense of satisfaction that is difficult when you're only doing one of these roles. Mm -hmm. um, I know in it's projects, like your baby. it's your baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I think that was very satisfying. I think especially with the editing that Lena did, spent hours and hours and months. Oh edits. my god! <laughs> I think being able to have yo, I gained ten pounds eating. So much junk food while editing. I, I didn't know. I shouldn't do that again. But, I lost. <laughs> but this is advice for people who are editing their own show for months and months. Eat healthier foods and yeah. go out for walks. Don't do what I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a lot of that stuff you had to learn as well, right? The first time when you were editing, like special special effect techniques and specific Some stuff, things. Yeah. <laughs> she had to yeah, think, no, no, 
You have to think a long time for that. No, Lena no, knows everything. I've yeah. been editing. No, I've been editing for a while. But yeah, I, there's some obviously with the show, especially kids, come to a point where it'd be some things that I need to figure out how to do that I haven't had to encounter in editing before, just because we never had to do it. So I always use editing. I learn by doing. I'm self-taught from like middle school, I think, or something in editing. So I'm always just like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Let's look it up. Let's Google. Let's figure it out. Let's click yeah. down see what's going on. <laughs> And I think like the biggest thing for us, like advice that we would give is like, don't let technology or equipment or like experience or education hold you back from making whatever creative project it is that you do. Um, we didn't know anything about writing a series. We had never done it before. We had never used some of this filming equipment. We had never worked with our friends in that way before too, in terms of asking our friends to be a part of filming and doing things that they weren't comfortable doing. Yeah, because usually for short films, if we're making it, we just have them be on camera and they're like, we got this, we got all the questions yeah. up, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I think like not letting not letting inexperience or lack of equipment hold you back. As you mentioned, Vera, like just do it, put it on YouTube. And I think what was interesting as well was that by, by going almost like YouTube first in terms of mm -hmm. content. So the, uh, the trailer that you showed earlier was I think the first thing that we released on YouTube yeah. uh, uh, in July of 2017. That was when we first released this. Wow. A week later, we released this kind of sneak preview, which was first a few minutes of the episode, just showing that opening scene. And then a week later, we released the first episode. At that point, we had only filmed uh, the first three episodes at that point. We didn't know how it was going to be received. We didn't know whether people would love it, hate it, whether people would watch it at all. Yeah. But I think putting it on YouTube, I think, was an amazing experience because as a filmmaker uh, and as actors, immediately people see it and are giving feedback and immediately they're hooked to what you've created. And I think really fueled us for making the rest of the show. Yeah, and I, I was going to say the another difference between um, making something more for festival circuit versus series uh, online is we... We found ourselves having less restrictions in the sense mm -hmm. that, I mean, our show is, you know, the first steps was 20 minutes and then it just yeah. actually increases from there. Lots of people. Yeah. If you're making something for a festival run, you, for a short film especially, you're usually, okay, I gotta stick within this time. This festival has this time limit, this festival has this time limit. And sometimes there's certain requirements that oh, you can't have certain things in it or whatever. But because we were just gonna, the purpose of this was to just make content, put it out there. We're like, we can sort of do whatever we want in the sense that we'll make it as long as we feel like it needs to be. We'll make the story our way, you know, and then we'll see if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, that type of thing. So we didn't have to think too much technically wise in terms of what restrictions do we need to follow because that wasn't our priority. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, it, it was nice to sort of have that freedom of, because um, I know even sometimes when people, because we're, self-produced, self-created and everything. Um, sometimes when people do have sort of um, production companies or, or studios or something above them, uh, they don't always have the chance to do everything they want because they do have someone above sort of proofreading it, you know, proof, proofing it basically. Mm -hmm. um, so because we didn't have that, we sort of, okay, we have this wacky idea, let's test this one out or let's do this one. Whether it works out or not, at least we got to sort of try and put it out there and you see how people reacted and everything. 
but we we have more freedom in a sense because we just make our own content and put it out there. Yeah, I think freedom and feedback are the main differences that we found mm -hmm. releasing a series on YouTube. And art, uh, it, as you mentioned, it's it's two and a half hours, I believe, entire six, six episodes. And we did not release it all at once, as I mentioned. We released the first episode, and then two months later, we released the second episode, third episode two months later, and it actually got slower going on because the episodes got longer. Yeah, they got more elaborate. There's more things that needed to happen. A lot of some episodes we had so many different locations and different characters and different scenes that needed to be stitched together. Um, but the, the crazy thing is, is that we actually change the story and change certain plot elements based mm -hmm. on theory, fan theories, oh, yeah. wow. conspiracies. No spoilers, no spoilers. You That's amazing. Taking oh, it directly cool. to the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, because the thing is, there were some uh, stuff where people watching the first few episodes, they'd be like, oh, I bet this is going to happen, I bet this is going to happen. Or like, what if this doesn't <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing as a creator to kind of listen to the fans and mm -hmm. listen to the theories and like use that to fuel your inspiration of what you want to happen next, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you guys, so I'm having so much fun. Why don't we get things moving a little by playing a little game? Are you up yes! for it? Oh. I'm ready for this. Ah, oh, you've been ready <laughs> training for this? <laughs> okay, oh, so. I've been training. You have been training. For I, actually, I'm not joking. I, I jokingly told him. She's like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "I'm watching all the previous podcasts to see what they're saying and how fast you go." And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause I want to beat the clock." Well, that's the way to go. <laughs> Watch all of the episodes. Uh, listen to the questions. Listen to how people respond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this. That's amazing. So Just you want to go first? Do you want to go first, huh? or does John want to go first? Oh, do you want to go first? I think you're so well trained that you have to go Just watch me fail. Gonna, you, know when you, you know when you're so ready for something? Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I got this. Oh, I'm yeah. this. <laughs> okay, so this is, if, in case you guys are not familiar, this is a quick series of questions that we got an answer in under a minute. And just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Some of them are serious. Some of them are deep. Some of them are really silly. So just go for it, right? So <laughs> I can see you're getting ready. <laughs> so if, if you are ready, if you are ready, I'm going to say three, two, one, and go, okay? You won't hear the track, but I'm going to give you a countdown. Yes, yes. Hey, just a disclaimer. I'm going for speed, so if y'all are listening and the answers make no sense, I'm sorry. I'll try to make them make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll also try to be very clear at reading stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay, are you ready? You ready? Yeah, I think so. Ready? Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. What was the most memorable event you did with Mark so far? All of them. <laughs> okay, favorite film of all time? Um, back to the future. What are the names of your pets? Uh, Wrinkles. Favorite band? George uh, Brothers. Okay, what motivates you? Everything. Which YouTuber you can't stop watching? Yeah, Maples. What's your favorite song to cover? Three of them. Uh, smile, Price Tag, Shallow. Alright, name three people you admire. Uh, you, John, uh, Darren Chris. Alright, dogs or cats? Uh, both. Name three artists or creators you follow on Instagram. Uh, Misha Collins, Jensen Ackles, Jeff Wow, you made it with like 
a minute to uh, half a minute to spare. <laughs> That's so oh good. Oh my god! The countdown's still going. It's still going. <laughs> it's still going. I don't even know how much we have left. We so Wait, what was the time? What was my time? Well, your time like the- was about forty-five yeah. seconds. So thirty-five seconds. Yeah, 40, no, 45, Do you yeah. hear that, people? Whoever's next, you gotta be thirty-five seconds. Uh oh. So, so uh oh. Okay. No, so, okay. I just sound like we can't. No one. So, well, John does have one small advantage because you heard you answer some of the questions. Some of them are gonna be same. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) Okay, are you ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Favorite event you covered with Mark? There's two. One is Miami Web Fest, which is here because it's amazing to be uh, at the beach. And the second one was Seoul Web Fest because we got to go to Seoul, Korea, and we met so many amazing people. Great. Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Uh, the X Files. All right. Name Classic. your pets. Wrangles. Okay. Your favorite band? My favorite band? I love Arcade Fire. All right. What motivates you, in short? Coffee. Okay. <laughs> Which YouTuber you can't stop watching? Your, for my okay. <laughs> your favorite songs to cover in karaoke? Name three. In karaoke, uh, House of the Rising Sun. Uh, oh, Skyfall, maybe, and one more. We're getting close. Oh, House of the Rising Sun. Okay, that's right. your cat. What? That's oh, we cat. timed out. Oh, no. That's Good okay. Cats. Oh. Name three artists that you follow on Instagram. Any three Three kids. artists I follow. Now you can actually answer seriously and take your time. Yeah, because we're already timed out. <laughs> Verbal Mecca, of course. Uh, Joshua Pangborn. I think it's Pangborn, right? Joshua Verbal If pronouncing your name, I'm sorry. At, <laughs> your last name. Search for at Sidekick Productions. It's yes, an amazing nice. filmmaker and creator in New Jersey. We collaborated with too. Yeah. Uh, and I would say this guy, Sergio, from mm-hmm. Brazil. Liga de Mata. Makes an animated web series. Nice. He's an amazing friend of mine. Uh, and he's Brazilian. Cool. <laughs> it's amazing. All right. Well, you didn't make it because you were thinking too long. <laughs> you actually take years. I was just like shouting things out. So steady. I was like, blah, 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 blah. But, but, because Lana did, <laughs> she actually it's won the, the prizes for yeah. you guys. So what you won is the CD Iron Fiddle by me. It's all yours. It's signed by me and Jacob, my producer. So we want you to have this. Also, you won an Iron Fiddle mug. Yeah. <laughs> do you have one of these guys? Do you have one of these, or do you want a different no. design? I don't have. It. I want it because that's the logo I made. Yes. Yes. Fun fact: I made that logo. Speaking of which, you guys. So tell us a bit more about other services that you offer as a you know production team, video promotion. Anything to do with basically editing your video, actor demo reel. Yeah, tell us a bit more. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I do uh, demo reel editing for actors. So that's mm-hmm. one. Uh, me personally as well, I do logo design as yep. 
There you go. And you've seen. Okay, actually, yeah, I did ours as well. So the marked one mm -hmm. and nice. the sandwich from Loco as well. I don't know if you can tell from here, but it's like, yeah, it's a sandwich and there's some sesame seeds on the top. <laughs> That's <laughs> perfect. Um, as well as poster design. Basically, uh, I can do graphic design for promotional mm -hmm. material as well as editing. I edited your promo for Iron Fiddle as well. Yes, that was um, awesome. Oh, what else? Yeah. And it's with Gracias Productions, right? Yeah, so basically, okay, so between us, we have Sandwich Time together as a channel, which mm -hmm. is um, made by Tomato and Cheese Production, which is the production name for us together. But for me individually, for my businesses, it's Gracias Productions. Mm -hmm. You can go to graciasproductions.com and see samples of my sound reels if you want. If you're an actor and looking for an editor, for example, I have some of my logo and poster design in there as well. Um, John himself has stuff. You want me to say yeah, what so stuff do you have, John? <laughs> so look, we really wanted to start all of our content with many, many logos that like have you know like when you see movies, you see fifty logos. Like, yeah, I saw the tips of the people. Some people laugh at that. They're like, guys, you have so many logos. Like me, no. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, my production company is called One Fifty One Productions. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find content that I've made filmed at One Fifty One Pro. dot co. 151pro.co, and um, I'm from a services standpoint. I'm mostly a filmmaker. I recently made a music video yeah. for a uh, musician who wanted like a really amazing uh, film style music video to go along with his music. That was an amazing experience and production to make too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think um, you were in it. Oh, yeah. right, I was in it. I, was yeah. in it. <laughs> I get, I got to be a badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and so well, uh, also services we offer: acting, uh, singing, acting, yeah. singing, songwriting. <laughs> a lot of pickup.com, John Crisillo's that actor. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to add like part of um, so web series. Uh, part of it involved going to these different festivals that you mentioned around the world and meeting other um, like-minded creators and actors ourselves. And like, what part of the amazing thing about You know, getting out of your basement and meeting other people who are also creators like you <laughs> is, um, you know, they call you for stuff. Like we've mm -hmm. we've acted in some episodes from other series. We were involved in in productions with some of these other people, like just in terms of collaborating with them and partnering with them. And so I think that's the coolest part of working with so many people and getting out there is that you're going to collaborate and people are going to call you and they're going to say. I need some music for this, or I need you to act in this, yeah. and I think that's an amazing way to to get work and to to be in more projects. Yeah, and the thing about the Webster's community, it really feels very welcoming and really as a community. Um, like you said, yeah, getting to work with basically like-minded individuals who get it because you know they've had their own shows with no budget or low budget or mm -hmm. having to do all these jobs, having to wear many hats, as you said. And you sort of just click with people on, on like a personal level in a way. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just nice. You're sort of when sometimes when you go to these web series uh, festivals, you're thinking, "I'm among my people. <laughs> I feel <laughs> so good." Yeah. And you you don't need to don't need to go to like a huge festival in order in order to meet these people. Mm -hmm. Like no matter where you live, there are meetups, there mm -hmm. are events, there That's are true, yeah. screenings or. Other ways, you know, if you're a musician or composer and you want to get into composing for films and web series, show up at these events. I'm telling you, it is almost like 
Uh, it's like uh, finding a pot of gold every time someone meets a composer at one of these festivals and you're a filmmaker. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, you're a composer? Give me all your info. I want to contact you because give me all your music. <laughs> music is such a huge part of, of yeah. making films. And how do you find composers? I don't know. You know we, well, I got lucky. I'm related to him. You're related to him, yeah. But 100%, show, find the film meetups, find the, the filmmaking meetups or screenings or... You know, obviously, when when we're in a different time period and meetups are possible, uh, but now now a lot of stuffs a lot of stuffs happening online. Yes. So find Zoom meetings, find the online meetups where you can go introduce yourself. I'd say I'm a filmmaker, I'm a writer, I'm a musician. I would love to compose stuff for a film that you're making. Introduce yourself and and, and gain uh, friends and connections. Yeah, because don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Basically, hundred exactly. percent. Creative. Uh, we had one guy, one person in Mark, uh, who is a, he's an actor. Uh, at, we cast him in the series. He was one person who we didn't reach out to because he submitted to us on Facebook. Yeah. So okay. So most of the people we cast for Mark, it's actually people we contacted because we said, hey, we have a character that you would fit great for, or we wrote yeah. a character specifically for them. Mm -hmm. We're hoping they accept it. But then we had one person who I'm like, hey, we just got a message. He wants to be in the show, but we didn't ask, like, what do you think? And we're like, hey, you know what, yeah, let's do it. Like, we can, we totally have a character we can use. Yeah. Like, That's amazing. So, so what I love about, yes. <laughs> so what I love about it is that the show is so directly for the fans, made by the people that you are communicating with. And so, like, having someone be in it or having feedback directly. So. I love this about being an independent artist, being an independent creator. This is exactly, everything's in your hands, right? So how you pace the project, when you release the project. And as a result, you get something that's one of the most binge-worthy series that you can watch on the web today. So <laughs> guys, check out more. And this is a legitimate title. What was the, the name of the event that called you that? The... Wait, wait, oh, the, oh, are you, uh, I think she's talking about, uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne's you, article. You explain. Yeah, no, you explain. No, you explain. <laughs> no, you explain. Okay, um, so, uh, no, you explain. Okay, so, again, going back <laughs> he's to. He's better with words, he's a, he's a writer, fiction writer. Okay, okay, okay. Going back to meeting with people and trying to gain friendships and connections to collaborate with, uh, we met one filmmaker and actor in uh, Baltimore, and his name is Wayne Tunks. He's from Australia, of all places. Yes. It was his first time in America <laughs> when we met him. That's true. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. So he was such a friendly guy. He was like experiencing American malls, and he wanted to just get the whole USA experience. But he was yeah. an amazing guy, and like we really learned about what it's like from him to be an actor in Australia and a filmmaker. All the kind of challenges that he had to overcome. He has a web series called After Nightfall. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Check it out. It's I, I binged the whole thing of his too. It's really good. It's also like history, nice. thrillers, and special. Yes, and so he recently named Mark one of his binge-worthy web series to watch during quarantine time. So if you got a lot of time on your hands during this quarantine and want to just kind of watch some great shows. Uh, he named us one of the most binge-worthy, which is yeah, I think is it was only nine that he listed, and we were one of them. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was a great compliment. And yeah. You know what? Some of the, the best thing from making something specifically for the web that you're promoting and, and getting yourself out there is all the people that you're going to meet 
all the friends that are going to compliment you and want to be a part of your story, which I think has been a great for us. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I sort of tweet. I say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally agree. So I love Mark. I think it's one of the things worth watching during quarantine, especially. And I think our main mission as creators, as artists, as storytellers is to keep telling our stories so that we can connect people in the times like this when they feel disconnected. And your art, your music, your film, your creation is the medium for connecting and making them feel like everything's going to pass everything's temporary but we have these amazing memories to share so one last final word of wisdom what do you guys want to say to a younger filmmaker who's entering the industry today and wants to do an independent project like this um kind of like in one minute summary what would you tell them is like the biggest advice that you would give well i have one that's like i was gonna say if you have no budget and you're making a show or whatever the most important thing is feed your people yeah <laughs> We had us ours. Don't worry. We had we had good press. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's just my nice. my throw in there. But you can have them more. That's uh, a good point. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I actually think like so. You you have no budget. Mm -hmm. You're you're bringing on your friends or people that you just met to come and help you and collaborate. You know, most likely for free on their part. You got to take care of them. That's the number yes. one advice. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's it isn't always. Um, Followed by when you're a young filmmaker, all you care about is like getting the shots and getting the project filmed. But your people are hungry. Yeah. I've acted on sets where I'm like, I'm really, guys, I'm really hungry here. <laughs> <laughs> is there any food around? Because you're going to have people you know, getting hangry. Yeah. And the thing is, you know what? You give people food and water, uh, you make sure they feel respected and treated as human beings. Yeah. Because, like you said, sometimes on certain sets, we, we worked on sets where it was in filmmakers or something. and because they're so focused on just getting the technicals and finishing the project, sometimes they they they're all aren't always taught in school to you know the the, the interactive perspective of mm -hmm. it in terms of how you should sort of behave with the actors and the crew of set and everything. So just treat your people like they're people and uh, feed people and take care of people because first and foremost we're all human beings and no film is worth putting anyone's life you know at risk or anything. Yeah. So. Also, don't ask people to do risky stuff. If someone tells you they're uncomfortable with something, don't push them or try to say, oh, if you don't do this, you're blah, blah, blah. Just <laughs> treat people well. Yeah. Yes. Like, look, guys, young filmmakers out there, people who are doing projects, feed your people, like she said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Mark. And not just pizza. Get them proper Get food. You know, if your budget's low, you can go to Metro. They have some nice, you know, sandwiches, salad. You can get stuff that you can even get pre-made Roast in like lasagna or something. Heat it up if you're shooting somewhere in a house or something. I know that this might sound funny to somebody, but you know what? It's important. It's you gotta feed your people. And yep. after doing, you know, 20 indie shoots, we're all sick of pizza by now. So <laughs> yeah, that's feed true. Feed your people. We're hungry. As actors, you're very, very hungry. Well, so. actually, jokes aside, <laughs> right if now. you're if you're an actor, and especially if you're doing some kind of role where it could be physically demanding to, you're exerting a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. You need water. You need food. Um, so it's important to make sure you're checking up on your actors. If you're a filmmaker, a director, whatever, and if you're sh shooting somewhere hot or something, make sure you know they don't get heat stroke. Just take care of your people, both your crew and your actors. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be healthy. Come on, Timbits, tips. Chips. Hey, you know what? Um, 
even people who are on the healthiest <laughs> diet, sometimes on long days of set, they're like, oh, somebody yeah. tiny tender. You need a little sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I totally agree. So hence the Sandwich Fan Productions. You guys, hence feed your hungry actors and filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. This is why it's all food. <laughs> Tomato and cheese production sandwich. Yeah. Double food. That's awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for being on the show today. We've learned so much. Like, I'm having lots of fun. Again, y'all can find Marked on the website, markedwebseries.com, or just YouTube it, Marked Web Series, right? You can't miss it. They have an awesome, awesome trailer, six episodes, right? Is it six? Yeah. Yes. Season one, step binge it on your quarantine and I guarantee you're gonna have a great time follow the social links at Lena Bormenko at John Chrysalis at sandwich underscore fam follow us on Instagram on Twitter on Facebook like the page write what you thought of the show stay in touch this is all about community we're creating something for you to enjoy so that you can give us feedback right so and we love hearing from you it's never a bad thing to hear from you <laughs> Don't be shy. Thank you guys again so much for being on the show. You'll watch Marked, one of the binge-worthiest shows of this year, and an awesome, awesome mystery sci-fi drama thriller that I just can't stop, you know, thinking about every time that I remember my theme. <laughs> an awesome, I was gonna say it was an awesome theme. <laughs> yes, everybody. Thank you. Maybe we can have you back on the show um, when we have a new feature, or is there a plan for season two sneak preview? Uh, season two, we do have some great ideas in the works. I think in terms of what's next for us. Yeah. Uh, I think during the quarantine, we both have a, a couple of individual projects that we'll be releasing soon. Uh, do you want to share quickly what you what you worked on? <laughs> no. What do you mean? She's asking about Mark. If we're gonna do season, season two, is is a maybe. Let's see. Let's see what more feedback. Like we, yeah, I mean, we there are some ideas, so we might make season two, but for now we might also work on something else. You never know, maybe there's um, okay. But, well, whenever um, you need something to be, um, you know, sort of announced, let me know. I'll be happy to host another sort of mini <laughs> episode, yeah, part two. You can tell us all about it. It'll be awesome fun. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you do want to share your, I, I, I worked on a short film that. <laughs> she did a lot of editing, let's just say that. I a did lot this one, yeah. Wow. He, he has something that's going to come out on YouTube. Yeah, and I, I, I think, like, to your question, I think we both wanted also to, to gain experience and create other things, too. I think mm -hmm. sometimes we can get caught up in making only one thing, but yeah. part of our experience as writers is to just try different things, experiment, uh, and don't be afraid to have a new idea, too. Nice. That's great. And also, my secret is out. I'm actually re-recording Marked Theme in awesome quality with my producer. Mm -hmm. So it's still a long time coming, but it's coming. So whenever you guys are ready, I'm all set for it. If season two happens, it'll be a fancy new version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Have a great week, you guys. Stay in touch. Uh, thanks again for really? being on the show. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. If you like Iron Fiddle songs, download them at peterbermanka.com forward slash music. See you next time.